Hey, good morning. It's Patricia Murphy. It's Wednesday. This is Seattle Now. Having a baby carries a lot of risk, but it's even riskier for Black and Native people. Infant mortality for Black and Native people is higher. And in our area, data shows that many of the deaths are concentrated in areas of South King County. Dila Pereira is here to explain how her organization tries to help. She's executive director of Open Arms Perinatal Services, which connects people and their newborns to care. We'll hear from her in a minute. But first, let's get you caught up. The advocacy group Reconnect South Park is getting federal funding from the Department of Transportation to help reclaim 40 acres of land currently taken up by Highway 99. The $1.6 million in funding announced by U.S. Transportation Department Secretary Pete Buttigieg is part of a $185 million pot for transportation projects across the country. The group has been working to reclaim that land for affordable housing and other projects. Seattle is losing its tree canopy coverage, according to a report from the city's Office of Sustainability and Environment. The report found that between 2016 and 2021, canopy coverage dropped from 28.6 percent to 28.1 percent. Seattle lost 255 acres of canopy. That equates to an area approximately the size of Green Lake. We're not any closer to the city's goal of 30% canopy coverage by 2037. Also notable in the report, neighborhoods affected by racial and economic injustices not only started with less tree canopy, but lost more than the citywide average. We've linked the report in the show notes if you want to find out more. And we've got another summer festival lineup set. Capitol Hill Block Party announced its lineup this week. If you're a fan of rapper Denzel Curry or electronic duos Sophie Tucker and Lewis the Child, Capitol Hill may be the spot for you from July 21st to the 23rd. But if you're more of the Zoo Tunes type, that lineup was announced this week as well. Head over to Woodland Park Zoo to see legendary acts like Patti Smith, the Flaming Lips, and the Mountain Goats. Zoo Tunes runs all summer and ticket proceeds benefit the zoo. During pregnancy, when people get regular checkups and prenatal care, it leads to better outcomes for newborns. But access to that care is inequitable, and it can lead to infant death. Data from Public Health Seattle and King County indicates that infant mortality is at least twice as high for the Black and Native community than the King County average. This is really due to long-term inequities around our systems of care. It's not just an equitable access to prenatal care, but it's a cumulative effect over a lifetime of systemic racism. That's Marcy Miller, policy manager at Public Health Seattle in King County. While the problem has deep roots, there are organizations working to connect pregnant people to resources that will support them through their birth and in the weeks after. Open Arms Perinatal Services is one of those organizations trying to help. It was founded 25 years ago by Seattle and King County residents who saw the need for birth support for those least able to afford it. The organization provides birth, doula support, as well as lactation support and childbirth education to families. Executive Director Dila Pereira is here to talk more about the work and the families they're trying to reach. Dila, really glad you're here. Thanks so much for taking the time. Thanks for having me. 
So as we just heard in King County, there's a higher infant mortality in Black and Native communities. And your organization works with families that may have limited or no access to perinatal care. Can you tell me the story of someone that you've helped out during a pregnancy? That's a good example of how your organization works. I want to just tell a story about a family that was facing housing insecurity because that has been a really significant barrier for many of our clients. And we had a family who was facing really extreme um, housing insecurity. And one of the things that also happened during COVID is that her family life started to show signs of some domestic and family violence and the potential for harm. Um, And that is not unusual. Pregnant people are at very high risk for domestic violence and So this client was coming to us with the birth of her first child. Um, By the time she did start working with us, she was already unhoused and she was living in her vehicle. She was already high risk for COVID and she was afraid to go to a shelter because she was worried about the risk of getting COVID. And through our network of referral partners, we were able to help the, the client find a motel voucher so that she could have a safe and warm place during her pregnancy. We also connected her with LifeWire and some other partners who were able to provide her with housing. And that was just an example of how our doulas are looking at the entire needs of a family. And that includes really urgent, immediate needs like housing and security and safety. Thank you so much for sharing that story. You work with a diverse community. More than 35% of Open Arms clients are immigrants and refugees. So let's talk for a minute about what culturally appropriate care can look like. Because I think people understand the basics of what you need to do for yourself when you're pregnant. You need to eat well, you need to exercise, you need to stay in touch with health care providers. But what does culturally appropriate care mean for people? So there are two parts for for people who especially who are newer to the United States, it can be everything from acknowledging language, making sure that hospitals have an interpreter, uh, even for a language as common as Spanish. We frequently are in situations where our clients don't have the interpretation that they are legally required to have. It's also acknowledging other traditions like who is in the room during birth, who's not in the room, uh, needs and concerns around pain management, around the type of birth and labor and interventions that someone is comfortable with, traditions related to wearing babies and keeping them close, all things that science has validated to be really important things to keeping families and babies healthy that many cultures have done for generations. And then for many of our clients who are BIPOC, especially for our our Black and Native clients, it goes beyond providing culturally appropriate care to acknowledging that They are dealing with systemic racism that has followed them for generations in this country. And so they, even as lots of research will show, even after you control for education and income, Black and brown families, especially Black and Native families, are still more likely to face complications, death of babies within the first month, and also a very much higher likelihood than necessary of of the mothers dying also in childbirth, two to three times higher than if they were white families. And that's still for the Seattle area. 
You talked about systemic racism, and it's documented that it leads to worse health outcomes. So I'm curious what you see day to day. How does this show up for people? Well, you know, one thing that we hear a lot about in the news lately are forever chemicals, right? How forever chemicals stay in our environment, they come out of our food, and they linger for generations. And racism is a forever chemical. And the impact changes over someone's life. And as that gets passed on to their baby and to their grandchildren. For BIPOC families who have experienced systemic racism for generations, they are going into the process of giving birth informed by the experience of their mothers, of their grandmothers, of their aunties, fears and things that they've had happen over generations that they're really worried about happening to them. There's a lot of research about pain management being treated differently for Black patients. One thing that we frequently see is that there are families, especially who are lower income, who really do want the opportunity to parent their child. And sometimes they interact with a system that distrusts their ability even before the baby's born. I really appreciate that answer. A recent New York Times article pointed out that wealth isn't a factor when it comes to infant mortality for black patients. The wealthiest black parents and babies were twice as likely to die than their white counterparts, according to a study published by the National Bureau of Economic Statistics. I'm curious how this information can be helpful in determining new strategies to reduce infant mortality. I think a key thing to take away from studies like the one that you just mentioned is that it is not as simple as saying that it's because people are poor or not educated, and that's why they had these bad things happen to them. We all as a society, as a, as a community, have to recognize the fact that even someone who has a high level of educational attainment and has made it to the middle class or or beyond, still faces risks based on their skin color that can't be taken away. So one of the things that that study also found is that wealth is protective for white women and babies. It didn't protect black families and black birthing people. And so it is beyond just addressing wealth, it is also looking at how racism makes people sick and that you cannot reverse the course of that when someone is pregnant. You just have to acknowledge it and fight against it. Yeah, thank you. You know, on top of everything, people have to deal with the effects of COVID from the last few years. The federal COVID emergency funds that gave people additional help with food assistance under the Supplemental Nutritional Assistance Program are ending. Those SNAP payments are returning to their pre-pandemic amounts this month. What will that mean for the families you work with? That is going to have a major impact because all of our families face some level of food insecurity. And even though there are special programs that provide extra resources for people who are pregnant and for babies, they don't cover essentials like diapers or baby wipes or sanitary supplies. What has happened during COVID is that at least people received some extra resources to help feed their families. And it reduced, to some degree, the necessity to make some really difficult choices. Yeah, yeah, 
It sounds like Open Arms has seen largely healthy outcomes for the 500 families it works with a year. But infant mortality is still high for Black and Native families in King County. So I want to ask you what else needs to be done to improve access to care and ultimately reduce the number of infant deaths in the community. I think what's really important is that organizations that are close to the ground have the resources to do the work in the way that they know how to do the work. So much of this, especially when it comes to addressing systemic racism and inequities, is based on trust. It's based on partnerships between communities and providers who they feel are on their side. And also to not see it as a either or situation. This is not something that only a birth doula is going to be able to fix without access to WIC benefits or free diapers or uh, basic income or childcare subsidies for other for infants and for other kids in the home. And I think King County is really making the effort. It's just going to take generations to, to reverse a trend that's been with us since the beginning of this country. Dila Pereira, really appreciate your work and your time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for your interest in this. Dila Pereira is the executive director of Open Arms Perinatal Services. Thanks for listening to Seattle Now. Today's episode was produced by Jenny Cecil Moore. The show is also produced by Caroline Chamberlain Gomez, Claire McGrain, Brooklyn Jamerson Flowers, Brandy Fullwood, and Vaughn Jones. Matt Jorgensen does our theme music. Seattle Now and KUOW Public Radio are members of the NPR Network. It's an independent coalition of public media podcasters. You can find more shows in the network wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Patricia Murphy. See you tomorrow. Thank you.